Welcome to the Christian Business Concepts with your host, Harold Milby. Christian Business Concepts is dedicated to guiding companies and business owners in becoming effective, efficient, and successful through God's Word and godly principles. Now, here's your host, Harold Milby. Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. You know, today I'd like to kind of talk to you about uh, the difference between being a Christian-owned company and a Christian run company or business. You know, I guess you have to ask yourself this question, do you include the Lord in your business or your business life? Do you work for a company that's owned by someone who's not a professing Christian and wonder if you can or should include godly principles at work? You know, some Christians never include the Lord in their business life at all. And, you know, their business life is something that they uh, keep in a completely and separate compartment. And so they never mix the two. There are many companies today that are owned by Christian people, and yet they keep their business segregated from their walk of faith. And I classify these as Christian-owned businesses. You know, they, they're an owner who happens to be born again, but they, they never really incorporate their faith uh, in the business. They never share their faith. They never, you know, people wouldn't even know that they were born again. They're, the principles that they live by are, are mostly business principles that you pick up in the world, but, but nothing that you pick up from the Word of God. And uh, so, you know, and I think that there are other companies that are out there that are owned by Christians who incorporate their faith in their business. I mean, they actually live their faith through their business. Uh, let me give you an example. A man by the name of Marion Wade, you know, he wanted to live his faith and further the kingdom of God. I mean, that was what his desire was. That's what his, his plan was. That's what he had hoped to do. Uh, in 1929, he and a friend of his started a business. And his desire was to run a company that was pleasing to the Lord and that showed the world what Christian leadership was. It was not always easy uh, because, you know, as the company grew, he was faced with either making the stockholders happy or conducting business in a way that was pleasing to the Lord. So there was always that rub. And if you're going to run your business and you're going to live your faith out loud, you're going to have to make that determining uh, decision. You're going to have to make that decision that says, you know, I don't really care what the world thinks. I don't really care what other people think. I'm going to run my business as the way, the way that I feel like God would want me to run my business, and I'm going to incorporate my faith and godly principles into my business. And so Marion Wade, that's what his desire was, and that's what he tried to do. So, so you know, he, he saw this conflict that was there, but he made that commitment. He made that commitment and said, no, I'm going to run the company the way that I feel like that the Lord would have me to run the company. And so his company grew, and it, it was just a, a tremendous growth. And, uh, you know, to a point to where 30 years later or more, uh, there's over 7 thousand locations and over 46,000 employees. As Marion and his friend decided on a name for the company when they first thought about the, uh, you know, that, and they had to come up with a name, you know, they got to talking and they said, you know, we, we are servants of the master. And then it just hit them both when they, when they talked about that and said, well, that's what we're going to call the company. And so the company that I'm talking about is a company called Service Master. And Service Master not only has those locations and 46,000 employees, 
It also includes a couple of other brands you may have heard of. One is Terminex, and the other is Molly Maids. So, you know, here's a great example of a company that they decided we're going to run it according uh, to what God's Word says. Uh, let me give you a scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verses 24 and 26 in the New International Version. It says, a person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. This too, I see, is from the hand of God. Uh, for without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom and knowledge and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This, too, is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. So in Ecclesiastes, you know, you, you can run your business uh, as a business, and you can be a Christian but not incorporate it. And if you want to do that, you know, people do it all day, every day. I mean, there are businesses that are out there like that. But understand that when you do that, it's like chasing the wind. I'm not saying that you can't find success. Can you find true godly success? No. Can you find success? Certainly. But it's going to be the type of success that is fleeing. It's not going to be true and lasting success because it's not coming from the Lord. So if, if there is a single word, if there's a single word that I, I would try to, to, to use to distinguish these two types of businesses, and from what I have seen and understand from reading listening, going to different seminars, hearing different interviews with different business owners, I think the one word that sets these two types of businesses apart is purpose. The one business operates in the, pers uh, in the purpose of the person who's running the business or the department, in, in case you're, you're not a business owner. And then the other is a business that operates in God's person, uh, purpose for that person and business. In Proverbs 19 and 2, it says there are many devices, and that word devices means thoughts. So there's many thoughts in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel, and that word counsel means purpose or plan. So we, we could just add that in there. It says there are many thoughts in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the purpose or plan of the Lord, that shall stand. And that word stand comes from a Hebrew word kum, and it just means to arise and to become powerful. So it's, it's the Lord's purpose, the Lord's plan that shall arise and become powerful. I mean, what a great passage to base your business model after. I mean, that's what we want to look at. That's what we want to think about. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk a lot about purpose. In 2 Timothy 1 and 9, it says, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So we're talking about a purpose that is in Christ. We're talking about a, a purpose that's not according to our work, but it's according to his purpose and grace which was given to us by Jesus Christ. So let's assume that you've decided at this point, let's assume that you've decided to be a Christian-run business and not a Christian-owned business. 
And, of course, that's what this ministry is really about. That's what Christian Business Concepts is about. It's about helping people that have not really thought about the fact that they could be a Christian business owner who ran their business the way that the Lord would have them run it through the purpose that he puts on their heart. That's that's the goal. That That is what our purpose is at Christian Business Concepts. So I'm going to assume that that's where you want to go. I'm going to assume that you're listening to this broadcast uh, because, you know, you're wanting, you know, to run your business as Christ would want you to run it. So as you seek the Lord to find his purpose for you and your business, you'll find that purpose will be embodied, I think, by the following components. I mean, actually, I'd rather use the word dynamics. Uh, it's a better word than components for this because dynamics means underlying force. So I, I think that you're going to find that God's purpose for your plant or business is is going to is going to be embodied by these underlying forces that we're going to be taking a look at. So let's take a look at some of these dynamics. So the first one is realization. So the first thing you have to realize is that you've got to understand that God has plans for your life that includes more than just having a business and making money. There's nothing wrong with that, but God's got more. His purpose for you having this business, his purpose for you running your department is much bigger than just running your department. Uh, God has a bigger view than that. See, God sees your life from a much larger and an all-inclusive perspective. If God didn't think that we had much purpose for him, we'd get saved and then he'd just take us home. But the reason that we stay upon this earth after we give our life to Christ is because there is a purpose, and God wants us to find that purpose and live in that purpose. That's his desire for our life. You know, God has a worldview of your purpose for him. Now, maybe you don't think about it. Maybe you don't think, well, my business, you know, I've got this small little business. I'm not, you know, it's not a big business. I don't have a whole lot of employees. Maybe it's just you, and that's the only business you have. But you need to realize something. God can actually use you to touch people around the world. You know, I'm doing this podcast. I don't know how many people, you know, listen to this podcast on a daily basis. I could be talking to people right now. You could be in the sound of my voice and hearing me, and you could be in another country. What I'm saying is, is that you've got to have a realization that God's purpose for you could be worldwide. Not necessarily your business, but your the, the purpose and the way that God uses your business could be worldwide. You know, this, this realization will come when you begin to see your life and your purpose from his purpose. That's beyond what you think, but let's look and see what God says and what God thinks about your purpose. In Genesis chapter 13 and verses 14 and 15, God tells Abraham, he says, look to the north, look to the south, look to the east, and look to the west. And then he says this, and all the land thou seest, to thee will I give it. And so what I want you to understand, it's in the scene. If you can't see it, you're not going to have it happen. You have to begin to see how God sees your business. You've got to begin to see yourself how God sees you. Because that's what we're dealing with here. When we're talking about getting God's purpose, 
you've got to begin to see the potential and see the possibilities that you have. Realize this. Realize that your life has a ripple effect that touches other people's lives. Some you may never even know about. You may never know about it. But your life touches people every single day. And these, these ripple effects can last for years. Even after you go home to be with the Lord, the ripple effects of your purpose in this world that you try to fulfill can have an effect even after you're gone. Uh, you know, I always like the, the movie. It's a great Christmas movie. It's called It's a Wonderful Life. It's got Jimmy Stewart in it. It's just a great movie. But he gets the opportunity to see what the world would have been like without him in it, as if he had never existed. And it was life-changing for him. Uh, it completely changed his perspective on what he was doing and the effect that he was having. So that's something that, that we have to begin to have in our life, and that's one of those dynamics, that realization. The next uh, dynamic is globalization. God wants you to understand your purpose could actually be worldwide, as I said uh, before. Keep in mind that you and your business could reach people throughout the world that could never be reached by a church, could never be reached by a preacher or a missionary. You know, we're talking about reaching people uh, because of who you are as a business owner that people would listen to when they won't listen to a pastor, they won't listen to a missionary. A good example of this is Tom's Shoes. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Tom's Shoes, but the owner, Blake uh, Mikowski, he overheard some women when he was in another country. He had overheard some women talking, and they were talking about how they were going into some of the wealthy neighborhoods and then collecting shoes and then distributing them to poor neighborhoods. And after interjecting himself, because he's a pretty bold guy, after interjecting himself into their conversation, he came back home to the U.S. and started Tom's Shoes with a very important purpose. For every pair of shoes that Tom sold, he gave another pair to a, four, uh, to a poor family in a third world country. Now, the company now gives away one third of its profits every year. But, you know, up until the time they changed that methodology of how they handle things in their business, over the years, they had given away over 95 million pairs of shoes. 95 million. All because he found his purpose. And so he runs his business not to make a bunch of money, but he makes his business to use those resources to reach others. Now, it may not be that extreme. God may not use your business and you to that extreme, but he might. And all I'm saying is you have to be willing to hear what he says and what he wants you to do, and that may change. Just like with Tom, you know, they were giving away shoes for every pair that they sold. Now they're giving one-third of their profits away. And he gives that into uh, charitable organizations, Christian uh, organizations. So his purpose for you is far more reaching than you can realize. It's global. So the next dynamic is participation. God's purpose for you will require, it will require your participation. Let me say that again, because that's a wisdom seed. God's purpose for you will require your participation. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, for we are his workmanship. 
created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. You know, so here again, what are we walking in? We're walking in those good works. We have to do something. We are participating. Yes, God gives us a plan, but we have to participate in that plan. In Romans 12, and uh, chapter, or, uh, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Wow, that's great for a business owner, right? Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've got to change the way you think about business. You've got to allow godly principles to permeate your business, to be utilized in your business. And don't look at it just from the way that the world looks at your business. And it goes on to say that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You could use for will, you could put purpose for that purpose, for that perfect, acceptable purpose of God that he has for your life. So he needs your participation. He needs you to do something. The next dynamic is utilization. God has gifted you with certain talents that he wants you to use in this purpose through your business and business life. He wants you to use your passion and your desires. So God puts in, in fact, in Psalms 37 and 4, it says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. I don't believe that necessarily just means that he's going to give you things that you desire, but I do believe it means that he will put desires within your heart. So I do believe that you've got to utilize those gifts. It's important that you discover these gifts, these talents, these passions to fulfill his purpose in you. You know, a lot of times a problem that infuriates you the most is the purpose God has called you to resolve. Understand that whatever you tolerate, you'll never change. So here's a wisdom seed. What you cannot walk away from is a clue to your purpose. What is that thing? You just can't get it out of your mind. For me, it was this. You know, I pastored for 15 years, and yet I always had this drawing to business. Then I left the ministry and got involved in business and now, at the, you know, at the latter part of my life, I can see how God is bringing those two things together. And so the gifts that he's put in me, he's bringing those things together. And so you've got to begin to understand that God wants to utilize the gifts and things that you have in you. Now, there's lots of books out there that can help you discover uh, your, you know, your gifts, your talents. Uh, if you want, you can email me. You can go to the website and fill out a form on the website. Ask me questions. I'll be glad to send you a list of these types of books. And hopefully on the website soon, we'll have a, a list of resources. So we'll be able to have some things there for you to go look at and find out what those books are. Uh, but just it's sufficient to know at this point that God wants to utilize you and the gifts and the talents that you have. All right. So the next thing, uh, the next dynamic is navigation. You're going to need to navigate some, uh, through some worldly thinking. Remember to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. I think that we get a, we get hammered with the way the world thinks every day. And yet God expects us to think the way he does. We have, the Bible says, we have the mind of Christ. And I'm sure the mind of Christ doesn't think the way the world does. 
Uh, he certainly didn't exemplify that. So, you know, you've got to navigate through some of that worldly thinking and some of those worldly expectations. Uh, remember Marion, uh, you know, when he started Service Master, he, he realized that when he mentioned the tensions that he would sometimes have that would arise between making stockholders happy and pleasing the Lord. And these can be hard decisions to make. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes they can be very difficult. There's a lot of peer pressure. Um, that comes either from your management team that maybe may not all be Christian people, uh, or it could come from stockholders if, if you're a, a publicly held company. Um, you know, so I understand that, the, that what I'm telling you to do is not always easy, but it doesn't change the fact that that's what God desires for you through his purpose. So, you know, you're going to need to learn how to lean upon his direction through his word, his direction through the Holy, Holy Spirit, and, you know, his direction through good godly counsel. And at times, it may not make earthly sense. But it doesn't matter if it makes earthly sense. If you read the, 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 the Word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, there's a whole lot of things that God had his people do that didn't make a whole lot of sense in the natural. But God knew what he was doing. I mean, let's talk about the most common concept. ROI, return on investment, Right. Every business incorporates this into almost every decision they make. They talk about return on investment. But I've got a new one that I think you ought to consider, and that's the EROI, which is the eternal return on investment. So stop and think about that. Psalms 32 and 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. In James 4, 17, it says, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. That's pretty straightforward. Galatians 6 and 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So what I'm saying is, is that even though you may be doing things that are contrary to what the world says you need to do, if you keep doing those things, if you're faithful to do that, God will be faithful. I can promise you that. Here's a wisdom seed. Your purpose is not for you to decide. It's for you to discover. That's a great wisdom seed. Let me say it again. Your purpose is not for you to decide. It is for you to discover. Here's another wisdom seed. The degree of God's purpose manifested in your life is determined by the level of your obedience and faithfulness to him. The more that you are obedient and faithful to him, the more God will manifest his purpose in your life for you and your business. So that's, I think, such an important thing that we understand today is to decide that we want to be that Christian uh, Christian run company and not a Christian owned company. And I hope with all my heart, I pray that each and every one of you are making that decision. Maybe if you haven't before now, you're making it now to be that Christian-run company. God bless you, and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you again on the Christian Business Concepts Podcast. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning into this week's Christian Business Concepts Podcast. Go to christianbusinessconcepts.com for more information and resources. Be sure to check out other podcasts that will help you take your business and your personal life to a whole new level of success.